And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. So much is happening out there. And we need divine intervention. We need God to intervene in what's happening. I mentioned 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. You don't have to turn there. It says, in the last days. How many of you know we're in the last days? The Bible tells us in the last days, perilous times. The word perilous means fierce. The devil is going to come out with everything he has. That is why we need to be on the wall watching. And watching, you know, is a metaphor for being in prayer. The devil is coming out with his, you can feel his fury. Are you with me, saints? And now is not the time for us to back down. We need to find out from God how to go ahead of him and, and uh, to, to circumvent, intercept. Amen? Is that, a, is that the right word? To intercept this progress so we can save lives. This is Jesus here in Matthew chapter 26, verse 40. It says, now, it, it, it reads here, and he... Jesus came unto his disciples and finding them asleep and said unto Peter, what? You know, I wish we had the benefit of voice inflection, but we don't, <laughs> but we do not. So we, bear with me. Amen. I'm trying my best there. Amen. Don't knock me down. Amen. He said, what? Could you not watch with me an hour? And then he said, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. He said, The spirit indeed is willing. Mm -hmm. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh, Lord Jesus, is weak. How many of you feel like that sometimes? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I'm not faulting the disciples, amen, for sleeping. Because at least they were there. You know, you know I'm learning in life, I'm learning to look on the bright side. <laughs> you see, before I, came, before I came out, I would come out with a, a, a machete just swinging. No, I got to sit back and say, at least I got to give them credit. <laughs> I got, you know, they, 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 were, they were trying their best. But they were not spiritually alert and advanced as Jesus was. How many of you agree that we can learn a lesson from them? Amen. Amen. They lived out the life with Jesus and we have the benefit. Amen. You know, many of you are aware that uh, this particular account, um, this discuss, I should say, began with his disciples. Uh, it occurred in the Garden of Gethsemane. But it really began with Jesus and his disciples in the upper room. Amen. Uh, they had a good meal. Then they sung a hymn. Praise God. They sung a hymn and they went down to the Mount of Olives. And that's where at the bottom of the Mount of Olives, that's where they were. They, that's the place they usually frequent. It's called the Garden of Gethsemane. Amen. And so they sung a hymn. They were happy. They, were, they went down. But there was something bothering the disciples. That's why they fell asleep. And I'll explain to you in a while. But the Bible says, while they were there, he took Peter, James, and John, and left the other nine. Amen. And he said unto them, 
my heart is heavy. He said, I'm sorrowful. He said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. He said, even unto death. And then he said, tarry here and watch with me. I think that's in verse 36. Can you go to verse 36, please? Matthew 26, verse 36. He said, buddies, I need some help. He said, where I'm going is so difficult. I'm not asking you to come there. All I'm asking you to do is help me. Intercede with me. Pray with me. Watch with me a little while. And the Bible tells us exactly what he meant when he says, tarry here and watch with me. Verse 39 tells us that he fell on his face and began to what? Pray. So we know what he meant by tarry and watching was to pray. He said, you, I'm asking you, please, you, you, if you were not here yesterday, we said the word watch means it's to be sleepless, it's to remain awake, it's to be alert. It means to cover somebody as to cover them in prayer. To keep watch. And I said last yesterday that gone are the days when we can only relate watchmen or the word watch to spiritual leaders. We are all watchmen. Are you with me? We are all watchmen. Yes, stationed on the wall somewhere. We watch here as the body of Christ every, every Wednesday evening now from 6 to 7. That's where we are stationed here. Amen. You as an individual should have your place where you, you are stationed during the week every day. Let me say that again. You as an individual, me, I should have my place whether it's a room in the house, whether it's asking that the church be opened at a certain time so you can come here, praise the Lord, and stand and position and station yourself. Because brothers and sisters, like Jesus, if you are going to conquer Gethsemane, you need to stop in, sorry, let me back up. If you're going to conquer Calvary, you need to stop somewhere in Gethsemane. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you need to watch. So you can get revel, so we can get revelation knowledge. So, to position ourselves to accomplish God's will. And so, as I said, watch is implying that we pray. Remain alert. Remain awakened. Let me say it again. Remain alert. Jesus met them asleep it's all right to show but brother we must do better than that we must come alert ready to fight <laughs> we must be what ready to fight oh glory be to jesus since i i'll tell you we all have our own calvaries is that is calvary our own calvaries can i use that word you know the word Calvary came from the Latin Calvaria, and it means it, it, it means skull. S K U is skull. S K U L L. How you pronounce it? Skull. S K U L L. It means skull. It was a place where they where they they hung a lot of people, and they left them hanging, and the vultures would come after days and then after a while after the body rots the skull would just the body would fall apart and the skull would the skull would be everywhere a place of death 
And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, if you're going to go through Calvary, your place of death, you will need to stop in Gethsemane to get some strength. That's what watching is about. It is about getting power to go through, I call life Calvary. I know, I know for some of you, life is something different, but brothers and sisters, that's why I am, I am fully persuaded we will never be in the tribulation. Amen. You can't. <laughs> well, this life is too challenging. Are you with me? As it is to allow the sense to go through. That's my opinion. I'm sticking with it. I believe the church is going to be raptured before the tribulation. Now there are many people who believe the church is going to be raptured in the middle of the tribulation or at the end of the tribulation. I don't think that we are appointed unto wrath because in my opinion, life itself has too much wrath. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Just to get up and make your way to do God's will. You got to fight your way through. You got to do what? Fight your way through. And brothers and sisters, let me share with you this right here. Let, let me share this with you. If you, brothers and sisters, if you've not, if you've not reckoned that watching is a lifestyle, let me. See. <laughs> you got to. You don't decide whether you're going to watch the day before. You don't decide on Tuesday night. Am I coming? No, 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 no. It is so. It is reckoned so. That's it. You draw the line, and this is it. So when the time comes, you just get yourself ready. There's needs that you stop at Gethsemane. And I'm not talking about, when I talk about the Calvary, you know, there is a term, the Calvary is, uh, call, call, calling the Calvary something of that, sir? Calling the Calvary. I'm not, and, and that's talking about calling, calling, calling additional resources. Calling soldiers, you can easily move. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm not talking about help. I'm talking about the devil on your track. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So, as I was saying before, if you have to face Calvary, then brothers and sisters, we need to stop in Gethsemane and do some watching. Amen? Matthew 26, verse 36 says, Then cometh Jesus with, his, with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto his disciples, He said, Sit here. This is what I'm saying. This is my point. You see, is that Gethsemane. Gets the place Gethsemane means the pressing of the oil. That, that you know, that's what it means. It means it conveys the idea of of an olive yard or a garden where oil was taken from olives by pressing or squeezing. And I believe God is trying to communicate something to us. Amen. Because it's in Gethsemane. It's in Gethsemane the pressing and the squeezing takes place, so that the oil of our lives can flow. You know what I'm saying? It's, in, it's at Gethsemane. And I'm, when I use Gethsemane, I'm saying it's in praying and watching. Are you with me? That you are pressed. You are pressing and squeezing some stuff out of you. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's crucial to understand that. And the reason why we are pressing and squeezing like Jesus did was to embrace the master's will. Let me Embracing God's will is not easy. God's will for Jesus was Calvary. And Jesus had to stop in Gethsemane to press himself out of his will. To squeeze his own way out of him so he could embrace God's will. Let me share something. I'm going to tell you something and you hear that. 
I'm going to make it. I'm going to. You will never leave out your calling until you squeeze your will out of yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm saying until you squeeze your will out of yourself and embrace the master's will. How do you do that? In watching. In praying. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, you need to watch. Listen, now notice what happened when he finally embraced. You remember when he went to pray and he, he said, Father, take this cup from me. And he did it three times, three times. He said, God, is there a substitute somewhere? And I could hear him saying, Abraham had a substitute at least. He, there was a ram caught in the thicket. Is there a ram somewhere? Here, is there somebody else, God? No. How many of you are happy that God never answered that prayer? <laughs> Every time I read that story, I keep skipping it. Oh, thank you, God, for not answering. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, three times. And then the third time, when he won, I, I, I need you to see this right here, brothers and sisters. I, I didn't get a chance to share that yesterday, but it is so important. When, when Jesus finally squeezed his way through and break through his own will, his own way, Matthew chapter 26, verse 45. Look, look what here. When he came the third time, can you go to Matthew 26, 45? You need to see that because that's when you break through and you're ready to embrace God's will. It says here, then cometh, verse 45, then cometh he after going the, and coming the third time. Hmm? The third time, the Bible says he come to his disciples and what he said. <coughs> He said, I'm not asking you to help me anymore. I broke through. I've now, I've now been empowered to embrace the master's will. He said, boys, sleep on. I got this. <laughs> Woo! He said, I, I was watching. I, I, I watched. I watched until God gave me the advantage. And that is why, brothers and sisters, I made that statement before you will never and you hear me I'm not saying that you see it in the Bible you and I will never accomplish God's will for our lives until we stop at Gethsemane metaphorically have a place where you station to meet God so you can squeeze your will and your way and our thinking and our own ideas out of the way to embrace God's will and so Jesus said, look, look, look what he said. He said, sleep on now, boys. Take your rest. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Take your rest. The hour is at hand and the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Amen. He, listen what he said. He said, he, he had John, John 10, 18 says this. This is what John 18 says. John 18 says, can you go to John 10, 18? Let me show you what Jesus meant when he tell those boys that. He said, take your rest, sleep on. Amen. I've now, I, I now got the power to give my life as an offering for sin. Amen. He said in verse John 10, 18, he said, no man taketh it from me. <laughs> Woo! Where did I get that power? To lay down. <laughs> Ooh, I have power 
Glory be to God. That's why Jesus told the disciples, uh, Acts 1 8. He said, And when the Holy Ghost comes, you shall have what? Power. <laughs> oh boy, you need that power. You need that. That's what prayer does. That's what praying and watching does. That's where you get power to lay down your life. Because, brothers and sisters, if you are going to find your life, find out your purpose for living, you got to lose your life. And that is the problem. We are hanging on to something that doesn't worth hanging on to. And this is what I mean. All those decisions we are making, that's, that's not good for us, for our spiritual growth. And I'm saying decisions because we sit back and we make these decisions. And then we say, man, I shouldn't do that. And we keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again. What happens is when you do things over and over and over again, what happens is you still have in your heart what God, want, what God, want, what God wants you to do. And because it's not coming to pass, now you're going to take it upon yourself to make it come to pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to lose your life so you can embrace God's way so he can make the way for you. So you keep your life. And now it's you. I'm coming through. I'm going to hurt who I have to hurt. I'm... No, I'm not telling you something I heard about. Elbron, I've lived it. Lived it. After being, in years, after being in church for years and see people just pass me. I want to say, Pastor. And I wouldn't tell you what he told me. You know, some of the things these old men, some of these things these pastors told us, if we are to say to this generation, they'll stop coming to church. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll just stop coming. These men, they didn't have time to waste. They failed their way forward. And they want you once, twice, and they just don't have time anymore. Amen? Because it, it's, it's clear that you're just not interested. You haven't gotten it. Oh, not you, but you know. We. Praise God. Oh, since I... I want to share this with you because, you know, I, 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 I could not share that yesterday and I, I felt God wanted us to know that. So he said, he said, no man taketh it away from me. I, I lay down, I have, I, have, I have power to lay down and I have power to. <laughs> and he said, where he got that from? His father. His father. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And I'm asking you, lose your life in prayer. Lose your will in watching, brothers and sisters. That is what watching is. That's what God designed watching for. Lose yourself. You go up, as we said yesterday, you go up. You peer into the future. You get information so you can speak and change a situation, change your life. Amen. So you can pray properly. Oh. When God told Ezekiel, in chapter 30 in chapter 3 verse 17 when god said to ezekiel son of man i have made your watchman unto the nation of israel what god was doing he was foreshadowing jesus that's what he was doing because a total of 81 times in the four gospels jesus was called what the son of man the son of man even jesus called himself what the son of man so god was foreshadowing jesus through ezekiel brothers and sisters the scriptures is all about jesus 
all about Jesus. If you look hard enough and spend enough time, he will show you and give you revelation. It's all about him. Oh God, we give you praise. And so 81 times in the four gospels, he was called the son of men. Hundreds of years later, Jesus ended up as a watchman in Gethsemane. Not only for the nation of Israel, but for the entire human race. Isn't that a blessing? The entire human race. And guess what you and I want to do? Want to pass Gethsemane straight? We're asking God for a shot. Look, there has to be a shortcut. I'm not going through getting me. I'm not going through Gethsemane. <laughs> no shortcuts. Amen. I, I, the last time I checked, God had none. Calvary was God's will for Jesus. But Calvary had to be conquered in Gethsemane. And like Jesus... We will never see the will of God manifest in our lives apart from watching at Gethsemane. So here is Jesus. Can you go back to our verse? Verse 40. Verse 40. Matthew 26. I won't be long. I promise you. Matthew 26, 40. So he came to his disciples and he found them what? Asleep. I have nothing. I like, did, did I or did not? Did I or did I not tell you I have nothing against the disciples? I'm talking too fast. I have nothing against the disciples. They showed up. Praise the Lord. But they have no idea what was going on. They have no idea that the devil had mobilized the temple gods. They had no idea that death was on the way. Ten grown men asleep in a garden. Can you imagine the snow? And while they asleep, you hear me? The devil has marshaled his forces and they're coming with lanterns and machetes and they picked up a few rugrats on the way coming to murder Jesus. That The devil's plan has always been to do what? Steal, kill and destroy. He's trying to do United's very same thing and guess what? We still are at sleep. Sorry, we're still asleep, sorry. You know why I said we still sleep? The last time I checked, sleep is a metaphor for just being clueless. Spiritually clueless. Spiritually dull. Just have no clue. Is there a movie called Clueless? Yes. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> Since we cannot risk being there, it is too late for that. It is too late for that. We cannot risk being there. You got to do. You, you, we have to do what we have to do to ensure, amen, that we remain alert, we remain awake, because the devil has gone ahead and has planned our demise as we asleep. That's what is gone. Every Tuesday that pass, every Tuesday that passes, not Tuesday, sorry, every Wednesday, we fail to show up at our station here, at our watchtower here. Every day we fail to show up at our personal watchtower at the house because you got to have your own watchtower. Amen. Every day you fail to do that, the devil is advancing. He's advancing. He's advancing. And very soon, pretty soon, you'll find yourself against, against the wall saying, What happened? Well, it's because every day you fail to advance, he's advancing. And then he'll bring situations that's going to pin you against the wall. Are you with me? I know it happened to me. It happened to me. <laughs> oh, just because I was asleep, clueless, 
and did not do like Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. Uh, I'm, I'm sharing brothers and sisters. I'm sharing. I'm, I know I'm talking to the choir, but I need you to understand that. Because we are where we are because of a lack of watching. <laughs> We are where we are because of a lack of watching. And let me just, can I, can, I, can I come a little further? We are where we are in life because of a lack of watching. What has happened to our families is as a result of a lack of watching. Every husband should be a watchman over his family. Every wife should be a watchman over their family. Are you getting what I'm saying? Every father should intercede for their children. Don't beg God and say, God save my child. Touch my son. No. I have a promise from God that me and my family shall be saved and no devil in hell. <laughs> well, anyhow, I move a look. I just... Uh, I'm, I'm just sometimes let me, I get, I, it's not that we did it especially we were just not told let me, are you with me when I speak like that I'm not blaming anybody or anything are you with me I, I don't do that I, I, I don't do that I'm not here to criticize anybody I'm just informing us some of the things that has happened to us and our families is because we did not watch as we're supposed to but guess what? It's not too late. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. It's never as long as you have breath in your nostrils, you can turn the hands of the devil. You can take his hands off from your child's neck. You can break every finger. Are you with me? Take his hands off your family. How? Watch and pray. We need, we need, that, that, you know, that's what we need. We need. I ask the average parent, how often you sit and pray for your child? Just how do you do you really sit and pray for your kids? Or just for your family or for your spouse? You think about that. How how often do we stand to watch for them? Jesus is in heaven every day, standing watch for us. Every day, Jesus is in heaven going to God. Hey God, this is what Miss Lynette says. Hey God, this is what John says. Hey God, this is what Vieta says. Interceding in heaven. There is a temple like there was a temple in Jerusalem. And in that temple, there is one high priest. That's a human being and his God also. We have human representation in heaven. The only human... Uh, only one who can say dad I know how she feels I know how he feels I know why the tears are coming from the eyes because I am a high priest who's touched with the very feelings of his or her infirmity that's why we were shouting Jesus oh. <laughs> you know some that's why the <laughs> Glory be to God. Sometimes in worship, I look and I just said, sometimes in worship, I wish I said, Lord, glory be to God. Can you get, can you give us a keyboardist? Because I got to get my praise on. <laughs> Ooh, glory be to God. Can I praise Jesus? When I'm standing there, I see him going before the father for me. Telling the father of my situation. Standing in the gap for me. And for that, I want to give him all. 
want to give him all. I want to give him all. Because he's forever a watchman in heaven for us. So when we sing the name of Jesus, higher than other names, king of all kings. Oh, glory be to God. Woo, some of you have to hold me back because I'm going to break all protocols in heaven. You all have to hold me back when I meet him. Glory be to God. Not soon at the right time after I'm 120 because I'm going to finish what the Lord. Glory be to God. <laughs> Amen. I was, I was, I was downtown. I'm saying, Lord, we need to go out and evangelize. I'm out talking, giving, uh, writing names. I give three or four persons names of the church, and they'll come because I've sown the seed. Just people, just, just looking for something to hold on to. Just looking for a, just a lifeline. Just a, a, something to hope for. You know, nowadays you just long. You know, I remember in 2010 when I said I was a pastor out in the open, people would look at me. Now I say I'm a pastor. They're asking me. They're asking me for my name and number and the church to come to. Um, um, <laughs> people are beginning. The, the harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe. The problem is the laborers are still few. Initially, I told you one of the metaphors for being asleep is spiritual dullness, cluelessness. You remember that in Mark, in Mark chapter 8, verse 17 to 18, I think last week, a week before, we were, look at, we were looking at symptoms of a, of a hardened heart. Let me show this to you right here because I need you to understand what prayer, lack of, what prayerlessness, not watching does. It gets you very insensitive. Hmm? It gets you very insensitive. Notice right here in Matthew, in Mark chapter 8, verse 17 to 18. I was just going through this, and the Holy Spirit said to me, Right here, son, right here. This is what you're talking about. I'm almost done. Give me five to ten minutes. Amen. Mark chapter 8, verse 17. It says, And when Jesus knew it, uh, knew it, knew what they were talking about, they were discussing, he said unto them, He said unto them, Why are you arguing? Because you have no bread. Right here, right here. This is what prayerlessness. This is what not watching does to somebody. Perceive you not yet. How many of you knew, how many of you know that perception is everything? It is. This is you, you, you haven't you you are you clueless? And I and I can see Jesus in the boat in the boat saying, "Oh my God, what's going on?" And a spirit a spirit of slap came over him. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but sometimes you you just perform the miracle fed close to 15,000 with yeah with a, 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 a how you call it a fear but but then what does McDonald's sells no they have a kids meal a happy meal that's what I'm learning thank you thank you Glory be to Jesus. You can tell I don't cry, man. <laughs> a happy meal. And you have, and they still missed it. They, they were part of the miracle. When they broke the bread, it grew in their hands. And they're in the boat. And Jesus is saying, you still haven't. And he continued. He said, he said, don't you. And that's what just spiritual dullness don't you understand you still haven't gotten it 
How long have you all been with? Day and night. And, and, you, and I'm not faulting them. These men, they left their families. You know, Peter was married. But he was with Jesus late at night, between three and four in the morning. Mm? They were trying their best. And the reason I'm making that point is, you will try your best in your own strength without being empowered. Yeah, you need the power of the Holy Ghost. You need, not, 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 let me not say you need, we all need the power of the Holy Ghost. We all need the power. We need, and not only do we need it, we need to stay being filled. How you do that? Watching and praying. Oh, you stay in that word and you watch and pray. And when I say watch and pray, thank you, Elder. When I say watch and pray, this is what I mean. You're going to pray effectively not knowing God's word. Are you with me? You cannot pray effectively not doing what? You're not, you got to else you'll have a lot of opinions. God is on the no, God has no responsibility to bless your opinion. God will honor his promises, but not your opinions. That is why we need to know the word so we can pray effectively. The Bible said effectual fervent prayer. It's effective because it's biblically based. I know I've heard a lot of stuff about what effective means, but I'm telling you what the Lord laid on my heart. God said to me, son, the prayer is effective because you're praying my promises. When you pray, the promise is full of the Holy Ghost. Every one of us should be watchmen and watchwomen. Every one of us. Don't let any, and don't get me wrong, brothers and sisters. Don't let anybody take that from you. You stand and fight. As a child of God. God, I tell me, God, last night, while I was preparing this right here, I was, the tears came to my eyes. Because this is what the Lord laid on my heart. I felt the Lord telling me, as I was preparing the message. Can you go back to Matthew chapter 26, verse 40? This is what I feel the Lord do, laid on my heart while I was preparing the sermon for us as a church. Because every time I am laboring in God's presence, whether it's through prayer or laboring in the word, I always ask God, how can we benefit as a church? And this is what the Lord said to me. He said to me to tell the church, I'm still looking for a few good people to join me in watching for one hour. Yeah. He said to me, tell them, I'm still looking to join me. He said, I'm in heaven representing what I need. What I ordained to happen on earth. He said, tell them, I, I need, I'm still looking to be joined as I intercede on their behalf. Because it's what? It's two of us. The Bible says, I think, uh, is in uh, um, uh, Romans 8.26. It says, it says, the spirit, can you go to Romans 8.26? And I'm going to show you what it says. The spirit helps our infirmities. The spirit what? Helps. It's not he doing everything. We just sit back and say, sitting back and just lollygagging. It says, likewise, the spirit also what? Helps. What, what, the, the, this is what the word helps mean. It means he takes our hands, empowers us, and he takes us. I, he's, not just, he's not just coming and drag you and you're screaming and you say, no, no, no. Yes, we have to learn to participate in our deliverance. And when I say deliverance, I'm not talking about deliverance from salvation. We all saved. I'm talking about deliverance from ourselves. 
You always start with yourself. So the Bible says he helps us and he helps us. Notice how he does it. Notice what the Bible calls an infirmity. An infirmity is not a sickness right here. It says for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The spirit itself makes into the Holy Ghost is watching with us. And so God is asking, will you join me? Will you join me at least one hour? And I'm going to end by saying this. I remember when we started in 2010, you know, a young pastor, I call a few <clears throat> pastor friends and ask, about prayer meeting and what time they have prayer meeting and, uh, and how still well we just have prayer uh 20 25 minutes 15 minutes before prayer you know so we just just something quick you know and so i said <laughs> so uh, you know most times uh, and, and I'm, I'm not faulting anybody you get what i'm saying i'm just saying the way people do things because you know people are busy and so I was driving home and I was settling and I was driving home and I said, well, what I'm going to do is have maybe 15, 20 minutes. And the Lord said to me, could you watch with me? One hour. I remember vividly driving home and he said, can you watch with me for one hour? We meet every Wednesday evenings from six to seven, one hour. And then we have Bible study. Amen. I believe the Bible studies are even better now because the prayer is right before Bible study and you can feel the presence of the Lord in the place. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, as I end, will you join the Lord? He's still looking for people to join him. I'm going to have to stop here because the next verse is a lot. The next verse is a lot. It talks about watching and praying. Amen? For those of you looking, if you're watching this afternoon and you're saying, man, I understand what God is requiring of me. I'm asking you now to answer the call. Will you join the Lord and pray an hour? Will you station yourself? Glory be to God. Find your watchtower. <laughs> your Gethsemane. So you can squeeze yourself out of your own desires. Oh God, we bless you. Help us, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to mortify the deeds of the body it happens at Gethsemane God help us I pray that you yes increase and we decrease it happens at Gethsemane at the watchtower and so father we ask in the name of Jesus of Nazareth no guilt that we recognize our responsibility we all are watchmen and watchwomen we need to be vigilant about praying for our families and our children that the Lord's will be done in our lives. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that if you're listening and you're not saved today that you would accept Christ as your Lord and Savior because you need that power. You need that power. We are living in the last days. You need that power to be able to empty yourself and embrace the will of God. Will you do that now? Will you empty yourself and say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to be my Lord and King. Today, I've accepted him. I accept him as my personal savior. Thank you. I'm saying it too fast. I accept him as my personal savior. Thank you for sending Jesus to be my king. I make him my Lord and savior in Jesus' name. Amen. If you did that, 
send us an send us an email at iogmtally at gmail.com iogmtally at gmail.com thank you for those of you who've been sending me we appreciate you isn't that a wonderful god hallelujah Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.